the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I thought we were just going to miss our weekly segment with Jack Windsor, the founder and editor of the Ohio Press Network, but because uh, he was supposed to be on with us on Wednesday, but we were in D.C. doing our our uh, immigration thing. So Jack was kind enough to come on with us this morning on late notice because we've got to talk about what's going on in this state, particularly in uh, one school district that is the center of a lot of national attention right now because of the work done by the Ohio Press Network. So let's welcome Jack Windsor back to our program. Jack, so good to have you, my friend. Thank you. Crowd always seems Bob, to be excited whenever Jack Windsor comes me. in. I don't know why it is, but uh, yeah, nobody else gets those applause except you. You just have a way with the crowd, I guess. So um, you're, you're back, spoiling Jack. me, Bob. <laughs> thanks <laughs> well, for deserve. having me. Yeah, no, you deserve. Yeah, thanks for having me. Great, great to be with you and the family. Absolutely. Okay, Jack. So uh, thanks for coming on. Um, are you here? I'm here. Can you hear me? Okay. No, you're fine. I'm asking you, are okay. you here? In other words, are you wearing a badge that declares, I'm here? <laughs> I see what you did there. I need yeah. more coffee, Bob. I didn't catch that one. <laughs> no, that's all right. That was a little I'm, bit slick. But, but, I'm yeah. here and I'm safe, regardless you're of what. You're here and you're LGBT safe. Good. That's, that's, that's what matters. All right. So, Jack, for those who don't know, and hopefully everybody who listens to this program already clicks and reads the work that you put in, you and your team, at the Ohio Press Network website, uh, but for those who don't know what's going on on Hilliard City Schools, let's do the backgrounder here. Let's uh, let's talk about the badge, the I'm Here badge, and more, and most importantly, the QR code that is at the center of all of this that is on that badge. Tell us the details. So the National Education Association, LGBTQ Plus Caucus, uh, in coordination with the Hilliard Education Association, uh, teachers unions, by the way, uh, we're responsible for and the NEA, the national and the National Educators Association too. They they're they're part of this too. Yes, okay. absolutely. They they were responsible for uh, dispensing badges to teachers, and the badge, as you already referenced, reads "I'm here," and that is supposed to signal to students who may have questions about their gender identity or sexual orientation that the teacher wearing that badge is a safe space, is a safe person to talk with, uh, to have questions answered, or to confide in. Uh, one, parents have a problem with that because it implies, without saying it, that anyone who doesn't wear that badge isn't safe. In fact, uh, on the badge holder itself, it indicates that if you are not a proponent of the LGBTQ plus movement, that you shouldn't be wearing the badge. Some parents are saying, well, I don't believe that this type of information in schools is a good thing. Does that make me bad? Does that make me unsafe? So that was uh, one of the issues. Uh, but you mentioned the QR codes. There are QR codes on the badge holder and on the badge. And when you pull up that code and you go to the page that it lands on, there are lots of links, and they are sexually oriented. Uh, we wrote about in one of the stories a video that was produced by Planned Parenthood of Toronto uh, that is titled The Underplayed Sex Acts. And there are kids walking around with uh, name tags on. Uh, and I won't mention those on the air because, frankly, uh, I'm not sure that it's appropriate for 
the radio, although our kids, uh, if they access these badges, could see that information. And uh, that became what you just said, Jack Windsor, is very important. You were aware of the decorum that the moment called for, the um, appropriateness of the of the language here of these sex acts. This is an adult radio audience, and I'm not saying there aren't kids who may be listening, but we're on during school school hours, and typically I would imagine this is a an almost exclusively adult audience, and you didn't feel comfortable saying the words that were contained on the signs or the tags or whatever that these people are wearing in these videos uh, because it's just too inappropriate. And yet, as you point out, any student who takes a picture of the QR code with their cell phone of those on those badges is going to be directed right to this. So it's inappropriate for radio conversation in your estimation, and I think you're right. I'm not going to read the words either. But this is totally appropriate according to the Hilliard Education Association and the National Education Association for our kids to be exposed to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Well, kind of. Uh, we've written a couple of stories. I'll have a third coming out in the next day. Um, it, one of the root issues is the kids have access to this. Well, I was able to uh, get a conversation with the communications director at Hilliard City Schools, and I asked those questions. Uh, how many students have accessed the QR code? Do you have a list of the people who have the badges? How many kids have them? And the response was basically, well, to the best of my knowledge, no kids have accessed it and no kids have badges. Um, but my comment back was, well, if you don't have a list and you're not tracking who's clicking on that QR code, how do you know? And by the way, there was a student who held up one of these badges at a board meeting last week. The communications director told me that that student is uh, the daughter of a staff member, and the staff member gave her that badge to use during her presentation. However, I'm now in receipt of an email that contains a photo that was taken yesterday of an elementary school student who has the badge in her hand. The teacher uh, allegedly gave the student the badge to access the the door, to get in and out of the door um, because she had to go in and go to the bathroom. So to say that these things aren't getting into the hands of children is Every child in that school has that link now. All it takes is for one kid to take a picture of the QR code and open the link, and now they can share that link with anybody. They don't even need the codes anymore. No other teachers need to actually have give the, give their, their ID card or their I'm safe card to go to the bathroom or whatever. Uh, every kid has it. I mean, let's just be honest. That's the reality of the digital age. That's the reality of teenagers and, quite frankly, even elementary school kids now. This is in the hands of every single kid who wants it because everybody will share it. They'll put it in group text, group chats, and everything else. There's no question about it. So so let's go into more specifics. What is their excuse for putting this QR code on the badge that kids can take a picture of and get access to? Well, so <laughs> that's a great question. I published an email yesterday from Stacy Raderman, who, again, is the communications director at Hilliard mm-hmm. City Schools. And in the email, she states that the badges were provided by the National Education Association, Hilliard Education Association. And at the end of the email, it states that um, the resources are provided for teachers' growth and professional development if they choose. However, when I asked her to explain how educators are to use the content QR codes linked to for growth and personal development, she responded, since this is not a district-sponsored or related content, I couldn't comment. That would be a better question, I think, for the National Education Association. Now, Bob, this is despite her email in which she states that the resources are intended for voluntary growth and personal development. 
And uh, I posted a video, uh, the one that we already referenced earlier in this conversation. And so it remains unclear to me how any content linked to the badge codes provide relevant growth and development opportunities. For example, uh, how does that relate to the student-teacher relationship, and how does it enrich the teacher's ability to treat the student? Well, to me, first of all, you're right. Great point. To me, it's much more basic than that, though. To me, the answer, well, this is this is not to be shared with students. This is for, what, what's the actual language again? Uh, uh, growth and professional development? Personal, personal growth and, and development. Professional development. Okay. The resources are provided for the teachers. Personal growth and professional development. This is not for the kids. Then why the hell is it on a badge? Why wouldn't that link just be provided in an email sent directly to teachers staff email account saying here is a link to a page that we think might help you with your growth and professional development why would they make it even accessible for any student if, if they're wearing these badges all a kid has to do is pull out their phone and point it at that code on any teacher's badge it automatically comes up you tap it and you own it if it's only meant for teachers' eyes, for teachers' growth and development, and not for student eyes, why is it on a badge? That that, that completely undercuts what that uh, uh, Raiderman uh, with Hilliard Schools is, is arguing here. It completely undercuts anything the NEA or the HEA can possibly say here. If it was only for teachers' eyes for their development, they wouldn't have put it on the badge that students can access. You bring up a point that Omar Tarazi, who is an attorney and a, uh, a candidate for the Ohio State House, brought up. He's also uh, a Hilliard dad. And he said, look, we can fix this problem for a few hundred dollars. If you just want the badge to state I'm here, then reprint the badges without the QR code. Right. And a lot of the problems go away. Um, he brought that up, according to my to him in my last conversation with him, which was yesterday afternoon, uh, the Hilliard Education Association president has been silent on the matter. And uh, we do know that as of yesterday, the superintendent, Dave Stewart, continues to allow uh, teachers and staff to wear the badges. This is uh, this is pretty astounding. Uh, we're talking to Jack Windsor, if you just turned us on. I know you know his voice by now. He's a regular here on the program. Um, this this is an astounding uh, uh, move, especially as I go back and reread some of the terms and the language that is contained in that video in, in, in both verbal and in video form, meaning the signs that they're wearing. Um, and for them to argue that this is simply for teachers' professional development is, 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 is simply repugnant. And, Jack, I'm going to take it further and just say I, I disagree with them on the I'm here, or Omar Tarasi said the I'm here aspect, because guess what? You're here, Mrs. Smith, to teach my kid algebra, or at the primary level, uh, multiplication and division. That's what you're here for. You're here to teach my kid to read. You're here to teach my kid um, what the, the, where the you know what a, what a world map looks like and where the, the the states of the United States are in geography. You're here to teach my kids not to talk to my kids about sex ever. Not now. Not ever. You don't talk to my kids about sex. Is this clear? 
The only people who ever talk about sex are the health teachers who teach the reproductive organs, who teach this is what happens, this is how babies are made, this is what a male has inside of his body, this is what a female has, etc., etc. That's the way it has always been, and that's the way it's supposed to be. If a question about sexual orientation is aris- arises within a kid's mind because of the deviance of social media, which is where almost all of this emanates from, if a question about yep. gender identity comes in a kid's mind, again, because of social media, because of TikToks, or because of other ridiculous things, then they go to mom or they go to dad. They're here. Never is my my world history teacher, who's supposed to tell me about World War II, going to be the person who's supposed to tell me how to express myself sexually. I mean, I am just beyond perplexed by how we got here, Jack, to the point where even the I'm here badge is worn by teachers to talk about sex with children who have absolutely no business talking about sex with children. I'm sorry I'm getting a little bit frustrated and a little bit angry, but my God, this has got to stop somewhere. And you just said the superintendent of schools is still allowing this to happen uh, at, at Hilliard. Go ahead. Uh, Bob, I get it. I'm, I'm the father of a, of a nine-year-old daughter, and uh, if I'm anything, I'm super protective. So I get it. Um, what you're saying to me doesn't fall on deaf ears. Uh, in fact, I think a lot of parents are feeling the same thing. I've had conversations with them. One of the issues they have with just the language on the badge is that it implies that if you don't agree with the LGBTQ plus agenda, that you are unsafe. And I think that creates divisiveness uh, between student and other teachers who don't have the badges or worse, student and, and parent. And the crux of what's going on. There's there's a legal issue here, too, by the way. There's an attorney in Columbus who represents 30 or more parents who has sent two letters to the district and said, look, you need to answer these questions or else we're going to file a suit in federal court in Ohio's uh, U.S. Southern District. And one of the questions that they want to answer is, are you going to withhold conversations? Uh, First of all, there is a major point that what qualifies a teacher who has one of these badges uh, to have a sexual uh, conversation with a child. They're not registered counselors. Now, if it is a counselor, there might be some protections afforded in Ohio law that cover the confidentiality. But the issue is, if, if my kid or your kid or somebody else's kid goes to a staff member and has a conversation, is Hilliard going to disclose that? In a conversation the superintendent had with a smaller group of parents in July of this year, the superintendent said that a teacher would be at great risk if he or she were to out a student to his or her parents. Uh, The school district's lawyer echoed that sentiment in a response to the Columbus attorney and said essentially that, yes, the standard position is that we want to include parents in all education-related matters. However, in instances of health and safety concerns, those conversations might be withheld. Well, they didn't go very far in defining... Somebody needs to define the word safety before I blow a gasket, Jack. Somebody needs to define safe. I mean, the idea that the the teacher not wearing the badge would be the one considered to be unsafe is just... it's, it's, It's completely upside down. I mean, up is down, black is white, day is night. That's just backwards thinking. The person who is not safe is the person who says, hey, child, come talk to me about sex. Tell me what you're attracted to. Come and tell me about um, whether or not you really feel like a boy or a girl or not. That is what is turning so many of these kids into little science experiments. And then they say, oh, well, you better not out these children to their parents because they're the ones who created the outness for crying out loud. Teachers, 
online and in classrooms are pushing this stuff on kids. They're the ones who are warping their minds to begin with and then saying, don't tell your parents, uh, or, or we won't tell your parents, rather, that I've successfully warped your mind. Um, and I'm glad to hear about the lawsuit. I see you were also wrote or you, uh, about the, uh, the the federal lawsuit over this. If they hide the gender transitions in conversations from the parents, the parents ought to sue. And I hope there's a, a, a huge reckoning uh, uh, in a courtroom one day. Go ahead. No, I, I, it, it will be interesting to see. So the district has until October 17th to answer the question of, are you going to withhold conversations or not? And the attorney asked questions that you just asked, like, what is safe? What is unsafe? What determines that? Are you telling me that if a parent has a religious, deeply held religious conviction and you believe that the parent is not going to support the questions or maybe the desire of a kid to transition, are you saying that that parent is unsafe and you're going to hide the conversation? So the district has a lot to unpack in a short period of time. Uh, I will also tell you there are at least uh, two other uh, significant school districts in the state of Ohio who have come forward to me and said we have these similar issues in our district. I think this is going to be a statewide issue. Um, but as it relates to how do you define safe and unsafe, I will publish uh, with the next story that we print uh, the statement I received from the Hilliard Education Association president. And without going into the details, you can probably guess what it says. Uh, She basically says, look, if you don't agree with this, then you're putting trans kids at risk. You're bullying. So, you know, the line in the sand for them is not, um, hey, let's have dialogue. It's either you accept this or you're bad. And I think that's the concern parents have. If that is the position of the union, is is that going to be the position of the school? And then are you going to exclude parents and criminalize or villainize them if they have a belief system that's different than the, than the teacher's union? Yeah. Yeah. No, you're, you're exactly right. And, uh, we've said this before, an adult comes up to a kid in a shopping mall and asks them whether they like boys or girls, they're getting arrested. Uh, and now these teachers are getting punched in the mouth. If you yeah, and I are okay, there. there you go. Sorry. You're right. You're spot on. Spot on. You're right. Bad things are happening. But teachers are. Oh, no, they're just being advocates. They're creating, quote, trans kids. They're creating these little social media uh, influencer wannabes who want to be cool. They're they're changing their appearance. They're changing their bodies. They're changing their identities for likes and clicks so that they can be part of the trend and part of the cool factor that this is now. Uh, and it is absolutely devastating to them in the long term. It's just unbelievable that we're here. Meanwhile, by the way, Brendan Shea's given a a, a, a resolution <clears throat> to the Ohio School Board to try to stop some of this nonsense in its tracks. And um, from what I'm told, that didn't go well. Over 40 or so um, critics of the resolution testified uh, on Wednesday. Only about a handful, a dozen maybe, uh, who supported it were there. And he had to uh, face down all of those critics as he simply tries to restore sanity to the schools and to try to stop uh, you know, little girls from being canceled by little fake girls and, and non binary boys and girls and all the other nonsense that's going on and uh the update on that jack is the vote has been delayed right on that resolution yeah the vote has been delayed but hey two two things anything easy ain't worth a dime that's what woody hayes said so yeah it's going to be hard 
The other thing that I would say is who cares? If you remember House Bill 248, there were thousands of Ohioans who came out in support of medical freedom and legislatures, uh, people in the legislature basically said, well, it's still a bad bill. Okay, well, they can outnumber 200 to 1, 500 to 1. So what? Are you going to make the same decision based on principle or are you going to put your finger in the air and say, well, there's more opposition than there is a proponent? So um, it, that argument's not going to fly with parents. Jack Windsor, uh, founder, editor of the Ohio Press Network. Jack, thank you, my friend. God bless. We'll talk next week. Thanks, Bob. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.